Welcome to a brand new edition of It's All Relative. I'm Josh. I'm Sarah. And today we'll be joined by one of the guitarists from the band Rubik's. We'll get to know a little about who he is and what the band Rubik's is all about. We'll also discuss the beginnings of his music career as well as bands that have impacted him and a health battle that was overcome. You guys don't want to miss it, so turn it up and let's get it rolling right here on the It's All Relative podcast. So what's up, Sarah? Not too much. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. I'm looking forward to the uh, warm weather we're supposed to be getting. Yeah, it's getting a while. getting hot quick. Yes, yes. Had a uh, tornado warning earlier in the week. That was fun. Did we? Or yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. even pay attention to oh, that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm glad that shit didn't happen then. Yeah. So. Um, I want to incorporate something new in the start of the show, um, and I want the listeners to get used to the term Sarah's Fact of the Week, okay? Yes. And so, with that being said, Sarah? All right, so just in the theme of music, I figured that this was appropriate. I actually played violin for eight years. I started in fourth grade, and I played up until my senior year of high school. That's awesome. Yeah. Putting time in. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't the best at bringing the instrument home from school, especially once I got to high school um, or attending my lessons once I got to high school. But that's also because my high school schedule was much more complex and with my, you know, period, the scheduling and what period I was here. And, you know, the school I went to is so big Mm -hmm. that getting to where I had to go sometimes was relatively impossible. Um, and missing class, stuff like that. But yeah, but uh, I, awesome. I excelled, you know, to where I did, and I was proud of what I did in in orchestra. So why didn't you continue? Um, I think afterwards, right after I graduated, I started working because I knew I didn't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. So I think that I just kind of focused on doing that, and it just, you know, I still have my violin. You know, I own it at this point. It does need to be restrung. It deserves a good cleaning. I know I needed a new bow. I need. I knew that before I graduated. To be honest with you, um, but uh, yeah, no, it's something that I think I could pick up again. And it's muscle memory. You never really forget how to play an instrument once you uh, once you start like that. So awesome. So. Yeah. Fact of the week, violin player. Yes, violinist. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Are you ready to dive into today's episode? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Our guest today speaks the one universal language that everyone in our world understands and connects with. He is one of the members of the band Rubik's. Ladies and gentlemen, rock star himself, Robert Mahoney. Oh, man. That was an intro right there. (laughs) (laughs) Always, man. Thanks for giving us some of your time and agreeing to come on It's All Relative. We greatly appreciate yeah. it, bro. Happy to be here. Very excited. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's great to see you. Yeah. Um, been a while. The uh, the shows that we've done in the month of May, they've uh, they've been special to me because uh, our guests that we've had, you and, and our previous one, I haven't seen in such a long time. So it's yeah. that shit's pretty crazy. I just uh, I just got finished listening to the uh, the author you guys had on. I guess that's the most recent episode, right? Yes. yes. Shout yeah. out Travis. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty good episode. That was pretty fun to hear. Awesome. I liked the whole process. Awesome. It was very interesting to hear his take on self-publishing, especially for a musician and how much you have to do that on our end as well. So it was kind of cool to hear someone within a different creative sphere talking about it. It was cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty rad. That's awesome. Um, so let me ask you then, bro, real quick before we start. You a fan of uh, podcasts? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I 
go through like weird phases where you know I'm out on the road. Uh, my my day to day real world job is uh, an on the road salesperson, so I'm in my car all day. So I go through phases where I listen to podcasts, and then usually back to music, and then podcast music. Nice. Yep, yep. What's uh What's one podcast that you uh you listen into? So I listen to specifically. There's a couple. Um, one that is an industry specific one called the HVAC Jerks. Uh, it's a couple friends of mine who do an HVAC world related podcast. So if you're in the trades, uh, you would like it. If you're not, you might not. There's a little bit of something in there for everybody. <laughs> they do like things they call jerky bits, which are kind of just like off the wall kind of fun pieces. But nice. uh, if you're not in the trades, you're not going to like that. And then I'm a huge fan of the Dan Lebetard show. Nice. Um, formerly on ESPN. So that's kind of like where I go for my fun sports stuff. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. The uh, the reference to the, the uh, jerky thing, whatever. <laughs> was it from Jerky Boys? You the... know, I don't think so. Okay. I don't. I don't think that's where they got it. Um, it's certainly a part of it, but uh, you know, it's, it, they're unique characters, and they just kind of enjoy. They kind of embrace the fact that they're kind of jerks <laughs> uh, in the HVAC world. It's 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 cool. They've gotten a lot of play. They do a lot of stuff and do a lot of trade shows now for the industry, which is which is really fun. So, awesome. all right. So, let's get into some content right now, bro. Um, you play the guitar for the band Rubik's. Yeah. How long have you been with the band? I've been with Rubik's now for a couple of years, probably probably four years, roughly. I've been with them. Um, yeah, started out, just kind of joined up with those guys. They were already an established band before I got there. Uh, previous band that I was in had broken up. I ran into Frankie, our other guitar player and lead singer. Mm -hmm. um, I was asking him if he was still doing the music thing. He was uh, like, yeah. I said, well, I am too. Let's do the music thing together. So we got That's started great. and, and kind of we're, we're at where we are now. Do you know, since you said you just joined or you, the band was already together, did you, you know where the name came about? You know, I don't. And I actually, I sent Frankie a text <laughs> message a little while ago. I probably should have done a little bit of homework beforehand. It has something to do with the movie. There was like an independent film that him and a friend of his were working on. Um, and it had something to do with that because I very specifically asked at one point uh, why there was two X's. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yes. Rubik's yep. with two X's at the end, or, you know, kind of. Specific. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a very strange reason. And, and there is a reason behind it, um, which escapes me. So if he texts me in the meantime, I'll update <laughs> you guys. But Well, it stands out. It makes yeah. the name stand out for sure. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's yeah. a fun name. Um, yeah, I had actually I had played with them uh, in former bands. Uh, we played at the Chance with Fuel and Marcy's Playground. Oh, um, that's dope. before I even joined up with them. That's um, cool. Nice. Yeah, and I was you know he Frankie still busts my chops. He's gonna enjoy this part of it because I was doing like a little Instagram story and I'm like promoting the band. And I'm like, hey. You know, <laughs> Come out and see us. We're playing with Fuel, Marcy's Playground, my band visits, and some band called Rubik's. <laughs> and like, I didn't mean it in any kind of disrespectful right, way. Right. Right. <laughs> and some band. <laughs> right, right. Now I'm in some band. That's cool, man. <laughs> That's a good lineup. Yeah, it was, was good. good. It was fun. Fuel was great. Marcy's Playground, those guys were super down to earth. Like, Fuel had a tour bus. 
That's Marcy's awesome. Playground came in like a little 12 passenger van, and <laughs> Brody was obsessed with Diamond Dallas Page yoga. Oh, wow. It was like the weirdest thing. Like, he was all about just telling us, yeah. you got to try this Diamond Dallas Page yoga. And I'm like, dude, do I look like the type of guy doing yoga? Like, nah. I will say I don't do it, but I do DD. DDP yoga, that shit uh, I've heard does wonders. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big wrestling fan, yeah. so yeah. I do uh, keep my ear to the ground about that stuff. But um, <laughs> what type of music would you say Rubik's plays? We're very, we're a rock and roll band, right? Oh, cool. You know, we're very along much in the lines of uh, Foo Fighters, uh, that type of thing. We do, you know, as kind of our, our for fun and trying to make money as a band thing, we do 90s alternative covers primarily. We'll throw in yeah. some other stuff, but like... nice. When we got to go out and fill three hours of music at a bar on a Saturday night, it's it's mostly '90s alternative because that's what I grew up listening to. It's right, right. what I love. And it's and a lot of classics. A lot of people know them and they'll sing along and they get into it. You know. Also, a little secret for you guys: three chord songs. That's all they are. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so great. It's just the lyrics, really. You gotta. <laughs> I don't really have to worry. That's Frankie's problem. Like, I, just, I just have to play up there and play C, G, and D, and I'm good to go. Right, like, as a guitarist, you got it made, yeah. bro. It's great. It's great. You, uh, you guys write any of your own songs? We do. Uh, awesome. We have. They have actually the album that they did before I was in the band is on all the streaming platforms, um, which we'll you know promote later, mm -hmm. um, but. They wrote a whole album. We play pretty much all of that stuff uh, when we go out and do original songs. Like we did uh, like a four-band original night at the Newburgh Brewery a couple weeks ago. Um, and we are currently working on writing some new stuff. We're going to take a couple of the old songs that now have a little bit of, you know, my guitar flavor on them now. Awesome. Um, and re-record those as well as a couple new ones. We got, you know, two or three songs that are kind of in the works at the moment. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, how many members? There are now, we just actually got our fourth member. Um, yeah, yeah. We actually, we've been, <clears throat> the band has been plagued for quite a long time. They had a bass player, Mike, for years, who was great, super nice guy, but he kind of focuses now on his photography career. Mm -hmm. um, I think he owns an antique shop or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so he kind of, you know, him and his, I believe, wife, girlfriend at the very least, um, you know, kind of focused on that life. Mm, and They outgrew it. Yeah, he yeah. just kind of didn't want to do that. So he left. I kind of jokingly say that he hated me so much he just you know, <laughs> quit as soon as I joined the band. Um, but he's great. We get along really well. And uh, a friend of mine very recently <clears throat> had posted that he was uh, he was looking to play. And I'd kind of forgotten that <laughs> he and I had been in a band years ago. And I was like, hey, listen, man, we've been, we've been looking for a bass player for a while. So... Uh, my buddy Josh, we affectionately call Yoshi, uh, just joined up with us, and he's, awesome. he's crushing it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you mentioned you guys have played at The Chance before. You've played at The Chance. Uh, you also said Newburgh Brewery. Um, are there any other places that you guys have shows at or have played at? Yeah, uh, we, you know, we'll, play, we'll play anywhere. If Dude. there's anybody listening who wants to you know, hit me up and... Uh, hire us to play somewhere we'll play anywhere we actually we played a randomly a pizza place and it sounds like a very strange place to have a show but it was kind of fun <laughs> because we had this group of people sitting out in front of us it was over in middletown and uh you know they had a couple beverages yeah and, yeah uh, that'll you know, do it <laughs> they're, they're just calling out songs and like i said you know 90s alternative they're all basically the same thing so 
you know, as we're calling it, Frankie, our guitar player, he, the, the guy's like a human jukebox. Like, you name a song, and he can just start playing it. He just That's awesome. off the top of his head. So A kill for that ability. <laughs> um, it's, it's impressive. It's insane, like, how quickly he can just do it. And so, you know, we start playing some songs, and the guy was like, will you guys play a divorce party? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> Why we'll not? But... That's some, hilarious. Some of my favorite spots locally. I mean, uh, the chance is just, it, it, you know, always been a great venue to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up and playing there was amazing. Um, the first time I played there was, you know, nerve wracking as shit, you know. It's just, Gross. you know, I've seen so many bands on that stage. Um, so that that's always a cool spot to play. Um, but then, you know, just really anywhere, any bar that'll have us locally, we'll go out and do a three-hour, you know, 90s alternative set. Or if they're willing to put on some bands locally who have original stuff, we'll get, you know, a group of guys together and do some original music. So That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, it must be real special thinking, um, going back to the chance about, like, uh, going there and seeing shows as a kid, you know, and then being an adult and then actually putting on shows for others to see that's yeah. uh that's pretty that's, that's awesome <laughs> yeah uh frank who is the former owner of the chance who unfortunately passed away this past year mm. um he was amazing for putting on bands i've been playing at the chance since i think i played there even before i could drive oh wow that's yeah. awesome that's <laughs> so were, cool they always gave a shot to local bands they would do local uh local nights with bands who were playing original music so was, there was always an opportunity to play there so it was i was very fortunate to have some place like the chance theater where like david bowie's played there right, right? Like, what historic yeah. man it's yeah. like such a historic spot yeah, absolutely even just you know fuel even you know mm-hmm. it's just like having them playing a show with them you know getting the opportunity as a local band to open up for a band like fuel and even marcy's playground to a degree like it's just they always gave spots for local musicians to play so it's 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 great it's a cool part of history it's cool to have been on the stage it's it all around just a very fun experience yeah it's yeah. awesome because yeah. growing up and shit like you listening to songs from fuel and yeah. uh, marcy's playground and then you get to actually have a show with them yeah that's yeah i don't know anybody who doesn't enjoy sex and candy from i was Marcy's gonna playground. say exactly that, that's the like, only that's song the i know but everyone <laughs> yeah. knows you I, know they have other songs obviously and i don't mean this in a disrespectful way but <laughs> no that, it's just that the, era yeah. was like the one hit thing right mm-hmm. all the 90s yep. bands there's that one jam they had and yep. that jam was solid yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's facts um Talk to us about what emotions you go through before a show. I'm weird before shows. So, uh, this is actually, this is a great question. Um, so in previous bands, it, it's, a, it's an emotional roller coaster, right? The whole experience is very strange because there's like nerves and energy and all that stuff kind of yeah. like building up for you. But like, I'm the type of person, like I just like to find a spot and lay down before I play. <laughs> like, I just kind of want to just kind of like lay somewhere and just kind of be on my own and just chill. And like, and the other guys in my bands, like it, you know, they got the, they got the energy, right. Mm-hmm. They right. build up, right. They're shaking. They're like, they're like, you know, like kind of the adrenaline, yeah. in the ribs. Getting they're like, hyped. Yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> play and everything. And formerly uh, a band that I played with uh, my buddy, Nick, he was he, so enthusiastic about this stuff. Like loved it. Like just loved that feeling right beforehand. And you're over there doing yoga. <laughs> right, yeah, and I'm just I'm just sitting there like, bro, I'm trying to take a nap. Right? <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and we would just get up there. But they 
when I'm actually in the moment of playing, there's it's almost indescribable because it's just it's such a weird experience because you've got people there depending on where you're at. Like even if it's a small crowd, feeding off the energy of people there to see you and watch you perform is right. is something that's unparalleled. The couple times recently that we've played the chance, it's been sold out. Awesome. So, you know, the crowd has been, and we've been in a position where our band was playing at a at a good spot. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was The crowd was already in there. So, you know, I have a video of myself, like, turning around kind of corny and everything, like, filming myself with the crowd. With everybody, Hell of yeah, course. Bro. Freaking Hell yeah. out. Like, it's like I was... You have pro- to document it from the start, you know, because you have to, you're going to look back on that and go, shit, look at where we started and... Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, calm and just kind of hanging out beforehand and then like when i got up there and like took the video i'm like man this is this is yeah. a real thing that never, shit's insane like, never bro. be embarrassed to take that video or the picture oh, ever i am certainly not embarrassed yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never embarrassment has never been my thing absolutely like, yeah. not yeah but it's fun and then kind of shortly thereafter the emotional roller coaster of it is i kind of just decompress afterwards i like to go out and talk to people and mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people come up and want to say congratulations and things like that. And that's super fun. It's cool to meet people and then, you know, sit at the merch booth and yeah. sell some of your There you shit go. <laughs> so you can make some money. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. You got a particular show that uh, that stands out to you for a bad reason? Ooh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Um, yeah, we had... Uh, there's been over the years just a couple that actually stick out. Like I don't it's not really one specific. Usually I'm you know, I'm pretty hard on myself when I don't play well. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I've gotten over it. Um fortunately, you know, my parents are kind of have instilled this over my musical career. Um that nobody else really knows the stuff the way you do. You know, nobody really knows our original material the way that I know it, but you know, if I miss something, I'm pretty heavy on myself about it. Uh, we had a disaster of a last show for my band before we broke up. Um, everybody was messing up. I go back, there's a video of it, and I go back, and I was really, like, I was I was terrible. I was playing awfully. And to the point where actually one of the bands who was there that night, actually, I was talking to him afterwards, and he goes, yeah, he's like, they can't all be great, right? Oh, and like, my God. Damn. And he was... <laughs> It's right, it sounds bad. Very. <laughs> he meant it in a nice way. We're you know, we're still friends and everything, but like he was just like it was it was rough, man. It was we went down in a ball of flames and that one That one hurt. Yeah, still yeah. to this day stings a little bit. And the thing is like we were we were so good as a band, like and I'm not, you know, trying to toot my own horn, but mm-hmm. you know, we were we were legitimately good. We were good live, we played mm-hmm. well, we were very tight live. It's just, you know, everybody has an off night and Happened to be that last one. <laughs> that, was, that was the one. It was, and it was way off. Like it wasn't even close. Like we yeah. weren't. We weren't noticeably even, off. <laughs> yeah, 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 real bad. Been there. <laughs> yeah, that does suck. Yeah. Um, you got a favorite band that you've done a show with, like uh, that you guys have opened for, or that you may have been the headliner. Um, man, I have played with amazing bands over the years for different reason i don't know that i have one specifically that sticks out i have ones that are cool right like we played with a local band called just surrender mm-hmm. who uh, got some pretty big notoriety 
Um, and that was cool just because like they're local hometown heroes to a degree. So it was kind right. of fun playing with those. Uh, recently, now in the Rubik's uh, days, we have been playing with uh, these guys in a band called Junket. Again, local guys, they do their own thing. Those guys are amazing. Um, you know, I really, I genuinely enjoy finding those bands that nobody knows. Like, I'm going to mention mm -hmm. a band we just played with at the brewery called Kingston Kane. Mm -hmm. um, those guys were awesome. Like, and it was just like, it was like the surprise of the night. I had listened to mm -hmm. a couple of the things going into it to kind of get, I had never heard of them before right. the show. Right, yep. And I went and listened to a couple of the things, and they were just, they were so fun. They were so nice. They were so cool. Like, it's just, there's such a vibe when you play locally with some friends um, that kind of, it, it's almost indescribable. The coolest band I've ever opened for, it was definitely opening for Fuel. I mean, that was, you know, that was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they are by no means my favorite band that I've opened for, if that makes sense. Right. Very cool. Let me ask you real quick then, bro. What made you choose the guitar? I was bad at drums. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I started so, out, I wanted to be a drummer. Okay. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I, I had a drum set originally. That was my first instrument. And uh, I'm just, I'm not that coordinated. I'm a better drummer now. But right. nowhere, still nowhere near as good or like even close yeah. Yeah, yeah i shouldn't even i shouldn't be playing i can count to four that's about the extent of <laughs> see but at least you knew and no one had to tell you like hey you know <laughs> yeah yeah i have you know i it's funny my my family my they're very supportive and they're very honest they're yes. very open you know so very they got important. me a drum set and you know they always supported me whatever i wanted to do for music which was amazing mm -hmm. um but they would you know also say you know <laughs> maybe this ain't the one you know yeah. and, and my dad always played guitar so like there was oh, always okay. guitars there around my house so i just kind of started picking it up and took to it and i loved it and you know yeah. nice i was going to ask a few questions um to kind of go back down memory lane yeah. since we had said um you know we have known each other for a long time i do remember i was going to ask um I remember your dad being in uh, bands and whatnot when we were kids. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, he's still doing music? He he does. So he moved to North Carolina, so he doesn't really have a band. But uh, like one of the greatest things was my dad, my brother, and I were all in a cover band for a while. Oh, wow. Well, That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was real fun. You know, it's we played a couple shows. We'd go out and do, you know, the cover stuff and... You know, we'd bridge kind of a gap because he had uh, his friend Scott, who was our drummer, um, and they all listened to. They just they were diverse in their music, so mm -hmm. we took some stuff that they used to listen to and some stuff that my brother and I liked, yep, and we yep. kind of mixed it together and played it. Um, so yeah, he still plays. He's uh, he and I have a guitar rivalry going. I'm currently <laughs> beating his ass <laughs> um, because I've got more guitars than he does. Right. Um, so yeah, it's it. He's still playing. That's uh, awesome. You know, probably wants to play a bit more, but yeah. Nice, good for him. Um, and then let me also ask you because from what I remember, um, your brother Dan, shout out Dan. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, he used to he doing the drum thing. He doesn't play music hardly ever anymore. Okay. Um, I think he's still got a guitar at his house in case he wants to kind of noodle around with mm -hmm. it. But he kind of. He just faded. Yeah, he diverged from the path. It wasn't really, yeah, you know, just wasn't really speaking to him as much anymore. But he, he always 
made me mad in a good way because he's infinitely more talented than I'm ever going to be in that he can just pick stuff up and play it. Like he would just get behind a drum set and like with no theory or knowledge of theory, just start playing and just be able yeah. to crush it. Like it was, and then he would just pick up a guitar and he'd be like, Oh yeah, I can just play this. And I'm just like, just instinct. Like, like how, <laughs> how can you play that? I can't play that. I practice every day. I, you know, I know the theory behind it. I know mm-hmm. what you're playing. Like, mm-hmm. And he he's just, a shit in a past life. Yeah, he's just yeah. and he's filthy with it. It's it's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I do. I mean, I guess right. Everyone's dream at one point in time. I guess when they're a kid, everyone wants to be a fucking rock star, right? Absolutely. And let me tell you because, um, uh, from personal experience, playing a musical instrument, playing the guitar, guitar excuse me, that shit's hard. All right. <laughs> and, and like, so, and I do have. One memory, and, and I, I want to talk to you about it real quick, bro, because it's literally like uh, I felt maybe 15 seconds, right, of my life. Like I felt like a fucking rock star, right? And I remember, <laughs> bro, I don't even know if you remember, but I had, I was going through that phase where I, I uh, had wanted to learn how to play like the guitar and whatnot, and I had gotten one for a Christmas. And I remember going up to the house one time, your house, and bringing that shit with me and i remember um super simple but um such a such a well-known song the uh today from smashing pumpkins i remember you had taught me the little beginning part that everyone knows you know what i'm saying and i remember picking at that shit doing that and then all of a sudden like you know after the third fourth time I just remember you on your guitar coming in playing the rest and then your brother on the drums. Yeah. And like literally for that 15 seconds, bro, I felt like a rock star. <laughs> That's for awesome. Real. That shit. And I still remember that memory. I, I keep that with me because like I always think about like it'd be awesome to be able to be on a stage and fucking doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like uh, in that quick second, because I tell you what, like uh, that shit is, is difficult. You know what I'm saying? And, and I faded. <clears throat> obviously um music is not my thing i uh i listen to everything but like playing it so i respect everybody that plays it but um yeah that's a that's a memory that i hold hold close to me my 15 seconds yeah. of being a rock star that's yeah. awesome man that's yeah. that right there that just made my heart so happy actually. <laughs> like, so yeah it's it that is what if there is anything that music is all about, that's what it is right there. It's like that bond, something that you can kind of hold on to forever. Like just yeah. the fun times, the stuff that really shouldn't have even been a moment, but becomes a moment. Yeah. Right? Like it's just, it's, it's so yeah. cool when that stuff hits. Like, yeah, we still play today, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. That's uh I could probably teach you the beginning next time. we play. <laughs> come and do it and that's we'll, awesome. We'll get you man. on stage. Yeah. It's fun. Um, so let me ask you then, how often do you practice or play? Daily, daily. Yeah, I play. Yeah. I play all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even you know when I'm traveling for work and things like that, I bring a guitar with me. Um, you know, I'll keep one in my hotel room, even if I don't necessarily get, um, you know, as much time as I want to. I'll usually at least try and pull out my guitar and play for at least fifteen twenty minutes before I go to bed. So that's dedication. Yeah. That's how. That's how you know when someone apps like. When someone loves something, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Hundred percent. It's the best way to decompress after a day. Like yeah, just sitting down with the guitar to and focus just kinda, on yeah, and you know, listen to. Just, yeah, and then just even just zoning out, just playing a couple chords, just open chords is just relax. Relax. Yeah. You know? 
Forget about the day you just had. What's been the most difficult challenge you faced when playing the guitar? Ooh, uh, currently, actually, um, because I just started giving lessons. Ooh, okay. Um, so it it's terrifying. <laughs> oh, <because>, wow. <laughs> so um, it, it, in a great way, um, I'm so nervous that the person that I'm teaching is going to get better than me faster than I can oh, no. keep up. Like, so it's just like, so uh-huh. I've been actively, you know, researching and trying to find better ways and better ways to improve my technique and realizing flaws that I've made over the years in just stuff that I kind of taught myself mm-hmm. that isn't really proper. So yeah. trying to fix some of those Correct things and it. make sure that I'm not passing them on because yeah. that's, that's really the paranoid part about it, right? Is I don't want to teach a future generation Again, guitar like, player like i mentioned earlier muscle memory that can be difficult to change too it, once you've been doing something for a little while absolutely painfully so yes yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you get mad about it That's, too at times yeah. well yeah. again yeah exactly exactly so like, <laughs> there's stuff that i know how to do i'm like you know i've been playing guitars for decades now and so it I, works, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that I can do this. And I'm like, but that's not really the proper way to do it, right? right. Like just positioning your hand on the fretboard, things like that. How you hold your pick even. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really focusing on some of that stuff. So that's been the frustrating stuff is like very recent for me. It's just like, things. yeah, getting into some of the detail that I never really paid attention to back in the day. But frustrating in a fun way, though. I mean, it's you know, yeah. it's cool and yeah. interesting to be learning. You're yeah. right. I was gonna say learning because once stuff. you get it, you get over it really quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's making me a better guitar player. You know, it's it's actually I can actively see changes. You know, when I look back on a month from you know a month ago and a month before that, even mm-hmm. um, the, the active small switches that I'm making are making me actually better. So it's nice. You, awesome. You prefer playing the... I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I was about to say, always room for improvement, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you prefer playing the electric or uh, acoustic? Uh, I like both. Uh, they're different um, depending on what we're trying to do. Like we have... So we have kind of a stripped down version of what we do, which is just like two acoustic guitars, vocals, and a cajon, which is like a little box that our drummer sits mm-hmm. on. I love yeah. those things. <laughs> those things are great, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was unaware that that was an instrument until like a couple years ago. <laughs> so I started watching like stripped down versions of songs like that. Again, during that, we were talking about it earlier, the YouTube era, just watching like little live performances and stuff. And I saw that one performance. I was like, that's awesome. And like the sound it produces is awesome too. It's like cool. it's yeah. just, it keeps the beat real nice. You know, it's nice and low key. It's not too in your face. So yeah. Yeah. Our drummer has now a setup where he's actually got that set up with a kick drum pedal. Oh, okay. And a snare that he puts like a t-shirt over with like a brush. Oh. So that way we got like a little bit of a, like a kind of small, like a, like a cocktail type drum kit. <laughs> that's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I, I like doing that because it's a quick setup. Yeah. You know, it's fun. It's a little bit more intimate. I yeah. feel like, you know, we can play it at a more controlled volume right. indoors. So yeah. people like, so that I love. Um, plus just like an acoustic guitar with new strings on it, best sound. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest. Yes. But then, you know, there's nothing better than getting down and turning my amp up to 11. Oh, yeah. Spinal tap. Deafening people. <laughs> Hell yeah. Crunch, the crunchiest crunch and just hitting an e- open E, just, chum, you know. Just, that's awesome. There's nothing better than that. Like Feel that shit straight in the chest. That's it, man. <laughs> just like, yeah, pushing people out. Like people literally yeah. feeling like their hair getting blown back because right. my amp is pushing so much noise, you know. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yo, that, you wear earplugs and shit when you be playing... Uh, 
Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We have actually. We just uh, we actually just upgraded everybody on the band to in ear monitors. Nice. Um, yeah, I didn't for a very long time, and that's probably going to come back to haunt me. Yeah, I was, was going to say. Like, I always think about that when I see anybody perform. I'm like, oh, can you hear okay? Like, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I remember when I was younger, going to shows and stuff, and when I would leave, I swear to God, I would Felt be like, like you had holy the, shit, like, I'm deaf. Yeah. Like yeah. I couldn't hear, and I was like, oh my god. But then. You know, obviously, <laughs> the in ears are a lifesaver. It's it they yeah, they reduce the decibel level, and then we can actually hear what everybody's doing, so we can have our own mix of what everybody's yeah. instrument is. So it's, it's like these that's awesome. in your ear. That's exactly, <laughs> it, exactly it. So and it's drastically changed things. I should have been doing it for a long time. Save your hearing. <laughs> You're gonna yeah. want that later. Yeah. yeah. Do you? I guess, uh, create or come up with your own riffs or solos that you do in songs. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, that's more so what I do than anything is I sit down and write original stuff. You that's know, cool, like, bro. Do you have a favorite riff that you like to really fucking. Ooh, like a favorite riff? riff by somebody else. Um, either or okay. original or All someone right. else. So favorite riff is, uh, to play by somebody else is, uh, the beginning of welcome home by Coheed and Cambria. Okay. Uh, that riff is just super fun to play. Um, that's probably my favorite riff to play by another band. Um, as far as favorite riffs for me, I got a couple that I wrote over the years that I just really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, <laughs> there's one from the band that I was in before Rubik's, and uh, Frankie, our guitar player, plays it all the time at practice. <laughs> and so he and I will just kind of noodle on that riff, and it's a fun riff to play. Yeah. Um, I don't love it as much as I used to, but that's just because I've heard it so many times, but that's a fun one. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me ask you, bro. You ever busted a a guitar to shit like on stage <laughs> after a show okay so in my younger years and more aggressive years uh, <laughs> I broke a guitar over a kid's head one time oh shit holy shit bro <laughs> yeah it was bad was he like oh he was was he cool about it or like did you wait was, he was not cool <laughs> okay I, I didn't think that was like, like whoa 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 like was this like a um a I bet that was he this lost a or was this a fan uh, not anymore. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> that is the most funniest shit. Not anymore. He um, so yeah. So I used to I used to play you know really heavy aggressive like metal like breakdown stuff. Um, and back then when I was when I was just a wee lad and enjoyed this type of thing and could move around like this, I would go out into the crowd and you know swing my guitar around and throw oh, kicks shit. into the crowd and stuff like that. And uh, I came. Was around. it an electric or an acoustic? It was guitar. an electric guitar. Oh no! I, uh, I broke the headstock over the kid's face. I broke his nose. Dang. Yeah, I was about to say that's some um, uh, heftier metal there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I I felt terrible about it. I didn't realize. I you know I obviously realized I broke the guitar because pieces of it were all over. <laughs> um, but. After you know, after we were done, a buddy of mine lent me his guitar, which is a really foolish thing. You just saw me break a guitar over. The <laughs> Why would you then lend me a guitar? Like, probably wasn't smart. But uh, so I borrowed my buddy's guitar. We finished out the set. Um, guitar and, intact at the end of the set. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. My buddy's guitar I took awesome. care of. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's one thing to break your own guitar. You yeah, you can't. That's what I was about to say. Right. <laughs> So we, uh, so the guy actually, his friend came up to me and you know really had a lot of words for me, <laughs> you know, rightfully so. It's right, like broken his friend's nose. Um, mm. 
yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. I tried to apologize. I was, you know, shout out to that guy. Hope I, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, I hope he's fine now. I hope you know, no irreparable damage was done. All I right. haven't seen him since. Your nose yeah. is all right. <laughs> if you're listening, I hope your nose is okay. And thanks for listening also. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll see your name go, hmm. She's going to come to the next show with a guitar. And- <laughs> <laughs> Karma. Yeah, either way, that's a hell of a story, bro, mm-hmm. to be able to, yo. Rock star breaking somebody's nose. It was it was rough. Man. <laughs> I didn't I didn't feel great about it. No, not yeah. not a proud moment. No, a no. moment, but you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I legitimately felt bad about it. Like it was just I you know obviously didn't really want to hurt anybody. I mean you know in metal and in the pit and stuff like that you know people yeah. right. get hit. It's a thing that happens. Yeah, people are already getting a little beat up in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was already kind of like happening, but I obviously you know I didn't want to break anybody's nose or you know that's. I tried it my best to apologize, but shit happens. Life. So yes, I have broken a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. I mean, not, I shouldn't say awesome. You, you know what I mean? Because you had to ask. <laughs> it is. It is a very rock star moment. If I think, if I felt less bad about it and embraced it more it would make me sound cooler maybe like right. but, you know well, i'm you saying know, i mean it means you're human that you know you can't <laughs> i'm saying bro how many people can be like who who like do that shit how many people most people say like yeah man i just fucking bust my guitar like i break their drums i break everything on stage but how many people can actually say yeah shit man i broke my shit over yeah, somebody's face let's not face. forget that shit costs money too though like <laughs> and, and they're solid pieces of wood yeah. they're not it's not that they're easy to break like it, you gotta actually do some work to break a guitar like, yeah that's it's not, that's why i asked about the electric too because there's you know a little bit more metal on those and yeah. then they accuse acoustic and yeah. my 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 les paul it's it's a solid piece of wood like yeah. it's like the body of it is like you're not you, right you know you'd have to take a chainsaw to it to Ooh. cut it like it's not you Thick know, as shit. Yeah, yeah. He's lucky, yeah. I guess. The only thing he, that broke was his nose. Then you know, like not the eye socket or anything. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't with him much after that. He, he did not want to be friends. <laughs> Again, shout out to that guy. Hope you're okay. <laughs> they did not attend the after party. I didn't <laughs> think so. Probably was in the hospital for them. <laughs> you got a favorite style or type of guitar that you use or brand, maybe? Yeah, yeah I'm a. I have been a Gibson Les Paul person for for years. Um, they do some weird things as a company that I don't particularly love, but. Um, you know, and that they try and sue all small guitar makers. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. They had a whole bunch of stuff where, like, guitar makers were trying to make similar body styles. and Oh, would, copyright kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, <clears throat> just, I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's they got to protect their brand and everything, but it's just, you know. And, that's one thing, but then it's, like, the gatekeeping. Like, they can slightly modify it and sell it as their own. Like, that's... That's exactly, yeah. Every so, company does that. Right. But, you know, look at great value. Yeah, they're, but they're good. I mean, I love chocolate m- sandwich cookies. They're fucking Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate sandwich cookies. Um, yeah, Gibson. Gibson is where it's at. That's that's always been my brand. I just recently got a Fender uh, Meteora that I played, um, and I really like that. Um, I don't know that it's going to switch me over to Fender necessarily, but um, mm-hmm. I do really like it as a guitar. I can go. I nice. that it's guitar sixteen Options. or seventeen now. So. Damn. I was about to say options. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where do you store all these shits at, bro? Uh, in my studio. Oh, yeah. that's dope. Yeah. You got the racks up? And True rack star. There, yeah. yeah, I got them. I got some couple hanging on the wall. I've got ones in, you know, the important rooms in my house where, so yeah. that way, just if I want to grab one and play Readily one, I can. available? Yeah, yeah. So, 
That's awesome. I've got some yeah. different tunings and things like that. I've mm-hmm. got some weird ones, like a 12-string acoustic that I... Oh, shit. You know, just, I, it's not really weird, but I play it. <laughs> Damn, that's a lot of strings, though, It's too bro. many strings. I was going to yeah. say. It's, that's it's overwhelming. Strings. Yeah. Yeah, I got a seven-string also. It's any more than six. And you know just there's some people with a crazy like range of fingers, too, that can fucking do it. <laughs> Tossing a bossy from Animals as Leaders, that guy is ridiculous. That is that guy... Just his fingers are insane. Like I, I'm never gonna be that. That's just not happening. <laughs> yeah, not to mention when I was playing violin, I also had surgery on my wrist. So this was obviously the hand I was up with my left wrist. So that was also a fun little setback yeah. as far as moving fingers and getting that going. Yeah. So I actually didn't have physical therapy after my surgery because the doctor knew I played violin. So he was like, "That can be your physical therapy." And uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that inspired me to definitely practice more. <laughs> Had right. to. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's definitely a good thing. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. Ever, you ever break any fingers, bro? I broke uh, my ring finger on my fretting hand twice. Uh, and then I have, like, the can't play. I can't right? play. Yeah, damn. Yeah. yeah it's, that, that pinky was is a little like it does that weird locking thing and that always fucks me up. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be tricky. I can't imagine that would be really. Yeah, yeah. yeah when I go yeah. to like extend or anything like that, it's an issue. <laughs> sure. sure. All right, um, let's take a quick break, all right? And uh, when we come back, we will hear about some of Rob's mentors and bands that have impacted his life, him being in a music video and a battle that he overcame. You don't want to miss it, so make sure you come back with us right here on the It's All Relative podcast. Welcome back to It's All Relative. Still with us in studio, Robert Mahoney. So, Rob, what style of music would you say is your favorite? Uh, my favorite is really kind of heavy, like a mix of uh, kind of like metal and southern dirty rock is what I listen to a majority of the time. But I listen to just about anything other than especially modern country, which I think is just kind of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my opinion on it, you know, but it's fine. If people like it, that's cool. Like, it's just, it's not for me. It's just not, it can stay out of my wheelhouse. That kind of like pop country stuff is yeah. just, it's, it's nonsense. I feel you, bro. I mean, my, my, uh, music taste is very broad. Um, I like to listen to different things at different times. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, country is definitely not one of them. <laughs> so for me, you know what I'm saying? Just just like you had said. Everyone just turned off the podcast. They were yeah, like, right. all right, y'all. It's are- okay. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave yet because I'm still a country music fan. So it's okay. Oh, good. We've got right. someone See? to save them then. That's yeah. good. So yeah. I don't know. I've clicked off. Yeah. It's listeners come rude. back. <laughs> Garth so. Brooks was like, I'm out. <laughs> I was going to listen to this whole thing. I'm done now. <laughs> so then uh, what are a few uh, for both of you? What are a few of your favorite um, rock bands or metal bands? or My, uh, you know, my all-time favorites are uh, Every Time I Die. Uh, they actually just recently broke up, which was, you know, a slight tragedy for me. Um, <laughs> more so for them, I imagine. But, right, right. You know, they've been together for, you know, 20 plus years of my music influence mm-hmm. um them uh circus survive 
Coheed and Cambria are probably like my top three like bands that influenced the way I write and um, you know really kind of made a strong impact in me over the years. Yeah, I grew up listening to a lot of ACDC, Bon Jovi, bands like that. Um, Nickelback is one. A lot of people don't like Nickelback because they don't want to admit it and they (laughs) fucking, they only dislike it because they're too afraid to, you know, they just want to agree with people, but they've they've got some good songs. This is, that's a weird hill to die on. I feel like, I feel like you're not going to get much support. But you know what? I think I will. You'd be surprised on how uh, often I've been seeing shit about that, actually. Well, you know what the thing is like, so, I mean, obviously people listen to them. They wouldn't be so universally known. I bet you actually. And it's true. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, on no. TikTok, one of their songs was getting a little bit popular on there, and suddenly everybody was a fucking Nickelback fan. You know, people, all it takes is once one or two of them. You know, and it's people are weird. That's you know, I I got fucking say, bandwagon. Yeah, bands like that. Like one thing that people get on them about is they're like, you know, every song sounds the same. That is. But look at hip hop music and whatnot. Well, not even that. But like that's (laughs) that's my biggest pet peeve is when people say that because if I find the formula for a song that is great and it works and gets Mm -hmm. radio airplay and gets you know regularly recognized by people and people enjoy it, why shouldn't I as an artist go and try and recreate that again? Right. You know, not the exact same thing, but something very similar. Like that's that's kind of the goal, right? Everybody really Mm -hmm. liked this song. Why wouldn't I try and reproduce that in maybe a slightly different way, you know, for Mm -hmm. more popularity? Like it just, people always kind of gave Nickelback, listen, I'm not defending Nickelback. I don't don't particularly like them, but I have, I have a reason that that I don't like them. Like I I respect the fact that they were putting out consistently, you Mm -hmm. know, similar songs. Yeah. Um, and did it on such a big stage, but it's just, it's not for me personally. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely artists who I will prefer to listen to other than Nickelback. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, they're not the worst. I did not think not a Nickelback worst. conversation was going to happen today. Yeah, no. all the, neither, where we were going. Neither did I. It, it only and came it, up because like I said, I've just been seeing it a lot. So it just popped right into my head. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, damn, Sarah, you probably are uh, in the low, low majority. I actually, I haven't ever like met I said, a Nickelback fan. So you, my cool. music range, it goes from a whole bunch of things. I could be listening to like the Grease fucking soundtrack at one point and then be like down in my sorrows with Three Days Grace the next. Like it, it's, it, it ranges. I, res- far. I respect that. And I understand. <laughs> like I said, you like know? I usually listen. Like I said, it depends on the day, the occasion. Right. I usually listen to like hip hop and rap and shit when i'm driving and doing my usual things but like when yeah, i'm working out sounds the same <laughs> when i'm working out like i'll listen to like different forms of rock music and like Absolutely. other times like 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 i said my shit is very broad mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i yeah. think i think we should do <clears throat> excuse me i think what we should do is actually over you know the course of this if you guys want to grab your phones and give me like your last recently played stuff we can do that as we're going between questions Absolutely. because I'm very I'm always curious to what people are listening to. Well, for me, it's crazy because I just have separate categories. All right. Well, right? you guys are looking. I'm going to go ahead and do my list right. of, of a couple of <laughs> things that I've been listening to recently. So hopefully this will give people some ideas of stuff to listen to. Um, I was recently turned on to this band called Moving Mountains by a, a gentleman that I met from Vegas. Um, and they're a pretty cool older band. Uh, Lydia, The New Caven, which is pretty hot fire so far that just came out this week, uh, Evergreen Terrace, 
Chunk, No Captain Chunk, which is one of my favorite band names of all time. <laughs> that's been kind of a recent one. Shout out Goonies. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Four Years Strong, Lush Life, Phantom Power, Harm's Way, Knock Loose, Dance Gavin Dance. That's kind of like my most recent. Oh, and then Rick Springfield. <laughs> out of nowhere, coming in hot. <laughs> Jesse's Girl, showing up in the list. Yeah, I don't know too many of those though, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm, yeah, that's kind of the idea, right? Is go and listen to some of that stuff. It's all. It's there's all there's some pretty good stuff, a pretty good mix of stuff in there for people. I do like that because I do. Uh, I like hearing about new music because I really don't listen to new music. I listen to older music, and the reason why is just because my personal opinion. Like, uh, I just think that new music uh, is pretty much shit. There's a lot of bad so, new music, but there's also I, a lot of good in there. Right. Yeah. I, I haven't found yeah. them yet, so I'm always open to listening. The tricky part is, you know, just like anything else now, the technology has come to a point where, like, you can record and release music so easily right. that everyone is doing it. Right. So there's just, there's such an overabundance of it there, sifting through for the good stuff. Like, it used to only come to you because the good bands were the only ones that could get into studios and actually release music. Mm-hmm. You know, now everyone, you know, if you got a guitar and a computer, you can plug in and start playing. So there's, you know, yeah. there's a million right. different things so it has become a lot harder to sift through and find the stuff but there's there's solid new music out there there really is you just mm-hmm. it takes a lot longer to dig through the rubble yeah. to find it i mean i've got a whole playlist on my phone of just older songs I mean, like i mentioned bon jovi acdc the eagles elton john um i've got some green day in there never can never get enough of that i'm sorry nice uh paramore uh, let's see. Well, let's go back to the Green Day thing real quick. Because, yeah. um, I, I'll mention right now, cause late, I was going to ask you guys if you ever, if you had a, like a particular song and whatnot that, uh, that may have impacted you at some point in your life and whatnot, or a favorite, you know what I'm saying? And like, uh, one of mine is a Green Day song. So is it? Yeah. What song is it? I'm curious. Uh, it's when I come around. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Bro, but I think it also has something to do with, like we had said, going back. Uh, I remember being super young, I believe, when and around the time when Dookie, excuse me, had just come out, yeah. recently come out. And like, I remember that song, or Basket Case, of yeah. course. But then sure. I remember when I come around very uh, distinctly, and I don't know why, but. Um, and I remember hearing it with you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and still to this day, that is probably, like I said, my taste of music is very broad. But that is uh, probably still, to me, one of my top three all-time favorites. Yeah. favorites you know yeah. what I'm saying? That makes me, that is very likely what I'm going to put in and listen to when I'm on my way home, actually. <laughs> I haven't heard that album in so long, but it's got so many great songs on it. It's, there you go. It's yeah. Green Day was iconic. That, I mean, it's, you know, whether you liked them or hate them, I mean, that's just, right. you know, they brought that degree of punk music to really, really predominance in mainstream. Mm-hmm. It was pretty wild to see. Bro, Absolutely. yeah, that big, yeah, you know, Green Day was so impactful, like, to me, t- in my life, yeah. you know what I'm saying too. Yeah. So like, I, I actually have never really ever met anyone that doesn't fuck with Green Day. And I'm sure there are people out there, but there was there was a lot. You know, when they were coming up, there was a lot of people who like hated that they were you know selling out, quote unquote. But that's again, <laughs> that's another one of those stupid things because like selling out is the greatest thing 
on the face of the planet. Like, right, right. Like, who doesn't want to get money to make music? Like, that, yeah, sign me up. Like, right, if anybody, that's the bottom line. yeah, right, yeah. It's just like that, that's the greatest thing. And it's, you know, they were still playing fast, aggressive punk rock, but it wasn't punk enough for some people, I think, was the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got you, you got a favorite song, or, or you want to keep going? Um, no, Go, I don't really. With... That's my thing. Is like I don't have particularly a favorite song because I enjoy so many different types of music that it's like I could pick out a few favorites from each genre. Yeah, so, so could I. Like that. That's so. Do that. Give me one of your favorites. All right, all right. One of my favorite from um, Guns N' Roses, "Sweet Child of Mine." Okay, it's an awesome Solid one. Yeah. Um, Can you play that on the guitar, bro? Uh, probably could. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know it off the top of my head, but yeah, I'm, I could play it. Yeah. Um, there's a simple man rock version by Shinedown that mm-hmm. I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's up there. Uh, Deftones um, did a cover of that as well. Did they? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's a good fucking song just yeah. as is as well. And then, um, Bon Jovi just in general, I mean, he's fucking awesome, but probably it's a good fucking jam. You give love a bad name. You know, just driving, fucking going fast. I love driving to songs like that. Nice. So, and real quick, go back to the uh, what what Green Day stuff do you have? When uh, let me look. So pretty much the basics. Holiday, 21 Guns, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Wake Me Up When September Ends, American Idiot. So a little later on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep yeah. Me, I was born in 2000. All right. Easy. <laughs> I know that's wild. Oh my goodness, I'm so old. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like some of their best ones were, uh, yeah, back when, when before, we were younger, before you were born. Yes, yeah. yes, before I was even a thought. Oh man, you know what uh, other song I really, really like? Are you? Uh, do you like the used at all? I do. Yeah, uh, my my drummer in my, a former band was a really he was a much bigger used fan than I was, but I like them. Blue and Yellow to me, their song that song uh, was another one that was super impactful to yeah. me. Like uh, I really like that song. Yeah. But um, uh, like I said, getting back to it real quick, I don't have like a particular playlist of things. Like I said, yeah. I have just a bunch of like they're all categorized and i just usually press shuffle depending on what i'm in the mood for That's but like go. some of the stuff like i said uh the shit ranged for like i mean ranges all over the place um i recently i'm trying to remember in the last few days when i was driving around uh there was of course some biggie and there was probably some nipsey yeah um but then like when i was working out and whatnot there was uh some corn and uh well I don't know, recently uh some newfound glory my shit's all over yeah you know yeah. i do really like their uh the dress to kill was another song that they have that uh <laughs> was impactful to me yeah as well <laughs> newfound glory was great man i mean they're still they're still doing their thing it's impressive to see them still out there doing their thing newfound glory was a cool band too like, right i really enjoyed them yeah the ones that have been going for so long uh i really respect too like um i know i mean i don't think they're together anymore but blink went a long time blink 182 and i guess they're still mm-hmm. technically together they got the uh i forget what the dude's name is that's terrible, but yeah, they they've split up. Uh, I know. Uh, what's his name left? Tom plays uh, in Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. Uh, what? I, who's the 
the guitarist, or excuse me, the drummer was Travis Barker. <clears throat> and then Mark Coppice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mark and Travis, I think, still do things. And Travis is all over the place now because he's like dating a Kardashian or something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Fucking. Don't get me started, please. <laughs> so we've covered Nickelback and the Kardashians. <laughs> we, took a, we took a turn in a direction that I did not anticipate. Listen, Kardashians is more out there than Nickelback on a freaking episode about being in a band that's so. true yeah yeah that's all i'm gonna right. say yeah <laughs> defend myself You're over defending. here <laughs> but um what about you rob you got like a few songs or whatnot that um that are your favorite or have impacted you yeah i you know it's it it's such a funny thing because picking any one song is such a difficult thing to do and that's such a cop-out to do but one of the most like iconic songs for me just that represents and you know kind of cements a time in my life uh, was Ebola-rama by Every Time I Die. Um, it was off the album Hot Damn, and it was just like, it represents such a time where, like, my friends and I, we were, you know, living our best lives, you know, mm -hmm. we were just going out, we were partying, we were hitting concerts, we were traveling to concerts still, you know, we'd drive two hours to a concert just to drive two hours back, like, yep, so it was yep. just, you know, three-day music festivals, things like that, like, it was just, you know, hotel room sing-alongs, things mm. like that, everybody would pack into one hotel room, there'd be, you know, seven or eight of us in there, and just, you know, it was just... Fights over the bed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, was, but the, you know what the funny thing is, like, there wasn't even that, like, we were just, we were all so, like, relaxed and right. so friendly, like, it was just, like, everybody just kind of, like, just chilled and mm -hmm. slept wherever. Like Hung nobody out. was really like trying to like. We were all broke. Like we were spending yeah. all our money on CDs. All on the and same stuff. page. Yeah. yeah, and merch. And so like you know, it just we weren't really. We didn't really have the money to be like you know. I'm, I'm getting the bed or this time. Everybody picky. just kind of yeah. yeah, just kind of slept wherever. It was it was fun. So that you know. That's awesome. There are other songs along the way that just you know they they kind of memorialize certain pieces of where i was in my right. life so but that's one that's always you know always stuck with me and you know i'll put it on to this day um and i'll rock out just as much probably hurt my back but, <laughs> hey it is but, what it is yeah. long as you have fun yeah that's exactly <laughs> it. yeah it's awesome when uh when you have those special memories in life uh with that perfect song or theme song yeah. you know what i'm saying like where when you when you click play on that shit and then you kind of just go back there yeah. you know and that's special yeah music has a way of doing that this is what i love about it it's you know it's one of the reasons that i still love doing it i still love playing is just it can transport you to any kind of moment in your life and just mm -hmm. bring you back in good ways bad ways tragic ways amazing ways like it's it's just it's good yeah absolutely do you have a certain guitar player that uh, that you've drawn some inspiration from? You know, yes. Uh, again, you know, I I look specifically, you know, at the guitar players from Coed and Cambry, obviously Claudio, uh, Travis, um, Jordan Buckley uh, from Every Time I Die, um, and his name is escaping me from Circus Survive. Like um, he used to be in. Uh, a band called This Day Forward as well. Uh, someone's gonna know his name, hopefully. Um, you know, it, it's it's guys like that that have always, you know, that's where my biggest influences have come from. I mean, it's easy to look back and you know look at legends and you know Slash, as we mentioned, Jimmy Page and stuff like that, right? Like those are iconic guitar mm -hmm. players that obviously you can look back at and say, hey, these guys were great, amazing players. Um, just when it comes down to what really influenced the way I write now, those are really some of the guys who did it for me. Okay, so then 
in your opinion, then, who's the best? Who's the best guitarist in your eyes? Oof. I don't know, man. That's such a strange... It's a great question, but it's such a strange one because, you know, even just the three bands that I mentioned, they're different genres, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know... If you're looking for someone who is technically good, it's going to be someone like Stevie Ray Vaughan, right? Like, it's going to be someone who's just filthy with it. Um, I mean, there's just so many good guitar players. Um, I, I don't know. It's a hard thing to put a crown on anyone because they all do things in a slightly different way. I mean, like, you look at just, like, B.B. King, the way he played, and it was just a different style. Like, would he be the technically best guitar player? Probably not, but... You know, you can't have what you have in blues and rock without him. So, right, right. No, I yeah. respect that. Then everybody's, so many people are at the top of their game in their different and I'm, sections. I'm discovering, I, I have a friend of mine, uh, Eli Van Etten, and he is a very accomplished guitar player. Um, and he keeps, every time I talk to him, it seems like he's got another guitar player that I've never even heard of. Right. And he's just like, yeah, you should know this guy, this mm -hmm. Tim so-and-so. And I'm like, I've never heard of him. So I look him <laughs> up online and I'm like, this guy is shredding, like melting my computer screen as I'm watching the video. It's like, it's right. just filthy. And I'm like, how did I not know this guitar player exists? But there right. are just so many people out right. there. It's, it's, it's a crazy thing to see. It's... Yeah. Nice. Um, talk to us about the previous bands that you've been with. Um, how many? Ooh, how many? This is like weird. Uh, it's been a lot. Okay. Um, I feel like you're asking me how many girlfriends. It's like a very strange, like personal, <laughs> weird question. For some reason, I'm like, should I say it out loud? Does that make me a band person i don't know a band, band hopper that wasn't <laughs> whatever um it's been a lot i mean i started in bands again before i could drive um you know so i was getting dropped off by my parents to a barn in marlboro new york to play heavy <laughs> music in the top of a garage that was like on top of a barn that was going to fall down. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, and, I, and that's where I started. You know, we started playing shows. Um, it's nice. You know, it's been dozens of bands over the years in different forms and different success levels. Okay, so then let me then ask you, let me redirect the question then to what was the general or main reason then of the initial breakups then mostly because i'm a jerk okay uh, <laughs> no, um <clears throat> so i always tell people you know being in a band is like being in five relationships all at once right um there's a lot of personalities there's a lot of creative differences everybody wants to write everybody wants to do their own thing um most of the times now when i get into bands because i've you know come to a certain point in life where i've kind of realized exactly what i want out of a band um I tend to be very blunt with the people I join up with now and just say, look, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to write. This is the direction I want it to go. If you're cool with that, let's rock and roll and play some music together and have some fun. Yeah. If you're not cool with that, then go find somebody else and Who have is? fun yeah. playing music with them. Like, it's just so most of the time, 
differences come up. No band ever breaks up before they play a show. Yeah. Like that's kind of the one like weird little thing that happens is like, as soon as you play a show, everybody gets these ideas, right? Like mm-hmm. we're the greatest band ever to do it. Like, you know, <laughs> everybody loved my part during the song as opposed mm-hmm. to your part during the song. It took a lot of years for me to realize that every pe- every person in the band has their piece to contribute. Right. And sometimes the best thing you contribute can contribute is literally turning down your volume and letting something else shine, like letting the yeah. bass come through or letting the drums come through or yep. just the vocals. So it took me a long time to get that. And I think, you know, when I reflect on it, there's a lot of things that I probably could have done better as a teammate in that relationship with the band mm-hmm. to help keep some of the bands together. But it's, you know, it's well, a lot of bullshit. That that well, that's big of you to yeah. admit and say, and yeah. that's a, it's a big step. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. it's respect, easy to say now. I respect you know? that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you were in a music video with yeah. the band Visits? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is on YouTube. Yeah. First, talk to us about that whole experience. That was really fun. Um, it was kind of, it was unique. That was the first time I ever did a music video. Um, <clears throat> we had a friend of our singers, I believe, was the guy who ended up doing the video. Um, we went to the studio uh, John Niclario owns a studio called Nada. He's got platinum records and everything. He's the guy that you know comes up in the beginning of the video and it says overqualified super producer because mm-hmm. he really was better than we were, <laughs> um, infinitely. Um, he's just sick. So he offered to let us use his studio to shoot the video. Nice. We kind of came up with this concept where, like, I walked in with like this ridiculous like feather bow on, like a you know cocky rock star guitar player, and our yeah. bass player was the nerd with taped glasses and everything, <laughs> yep, and then yep. like. You know, as we're kind of working through all these kind of stereotypes, uh, eventually, like when we come in for the final chorus, everybody's just in regular like band clothing, and um, it was fun. It really weird to have someone like have a camera like right in your face while you're playing guitar and like pushing it in and pulling it out, yeah. and mm-hmm. you're just kind of like standing there playing you're the chilling. same thing over and over again. <laughs> Feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it was a little bit weird, but the final product was really cool. Something I'm really happy with and proud of it was it was fun it was a lot of fun to do long day nice. but fun oh yeah. yeah yeah busy yeah that's awesome like for us as kids growing up like uh mtv you yeah. know what i'm saying actually played music videos right right, right. <laughs> and so like i can still remember you know being a young kid like um on summer days like inside your house like just chilling watching music yeah. videos yeah. you know what i'm saying and like i feel like they're special to people our age because it brings back like a form of nostalgia. Sure. Like we had mm-hmm. said, you know, unfortunately now, like, you know, MTV, totally different. It's not the same. It's and it, ruled by catfish and ridiculousness. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, and that's actually, you know, funny enough, that's what kind of made it special and fun for me. Like I never thought that that would be a thing that I would do, right? Like, like right. you said, I remember growing up, we would watch just, you know, whatever it was, Total Request Live or whatever yeah, it was yep. at that time, you know, yeah. MTV had all the videos and everything. And I was like, man, that's so cool. Like, mm-hmm. and actually making one was, it was surreal. Yeah. It's still, still fun. I mean, you know, it's got a whole, I think, seven views or something like that. But, you know, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, every unit. yeah, no, I think <laughs> it's super dope to, to see you in a music video. You it's know fun. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, it's awesome. Like, and I have watched the video. Uh, the uh, song is called Spotlights. Yep. Right, um, you did some good guitar work in that, my man. Thanks. There was a part, yeah, like where you could definitely hear, you know, you putting that work in. Yeah. So um, all all the guitars on that album were me. Um, all of the guitars. Um, 
that the bass is obviously our bass player that was mm -hmm. there. Um, so, but all the guitar work, a majority of the stuff, we kind of like it started off with concepts of ideas that I had written with the drummer in that band. Nick and I had been together for a long time, just doing stuff on and off over the years. We started writing some songs, started kind of coming up with framework, and then Steve came in and he he crushed it. Steve was our bass player. He still plays with me in a band currently, um, and he's just he's filthy. Um, he came in and just put his touch on it, and I was like, it made the songs completely different. And then Luke, the singer, came in, and he's absolutely insane right now. He's got a couple bands going on as well, and it's just it was cool. It was good to have all those guys. It's super fun to play with guys who are that talented mm -hmm. and who can just add an element to something. Like you come with a riff to the studio, and you're like, okay, well, I got this idea for a riff. And like, <laughs> you're always a little bit unsure of yourself, right? right? You're, yeah. like, you're like, oh man, I hope the guys like this. I mm -hmm. hope they don't laugh me out of the building. But then, you know, I'd come in and Steve would write like this walking bass line over something, or Nick would put in this fill like that, like lasted over measure one into measure two, and like it just. It's insane. And then Luke would phrase some kind of verse over it. And I'm like, these are geniuses. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Now, it was definitely impressive, bro. Thank you. And I would, definitely something to be proud of. Yeah. Um, did you have any part of writing that song? Yeah, I wrote, I wrote that song. Yeah. Like the lyrics and shit, too? Oh, no, no, not the lyrics. Okay. Yeah, Luke did the lyrics. So, I wrote all the guitars. That's um, dope. And then everybody else kind of did their parts. You know, again, we, we, we do it kind of as a collaborative effort. Like we try and mm -hmm. get everybody involved. You know, it's just most of the time when I come into something like that, I'll have a lot of the song structure. Like I'll have verse, chorus, bridge, you know, I'll have that all together already in my head. But mm -hmm. then really just everybody kind of needs to put their pieces in. And then I like when I get feedback from other people in the band when they're, you know, when they're like, hey, listen, cut that piece. You know, we need to mm -hmm. cut that by a measure or we need to do this. Or, if, you know, the singer needs an extra couple bars you know, add something to it. Um, mm -hmm. It just, it, it brings the song to life as opposed to me just sitting by myself in a room playing it alone. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> it's fun to get people involved. All right. Super impressive, bro. Thanks. But um, did you have a chance? Did you did you find it? No, did I you? still wasn't able to find no. it. Yeah, I don't uh, know why. Well, fans, look that up. It. Look yeah. it up on YouTube. Great song. Now, all right, talk to us about... You know, uh, you can give us as much detail as you want. I know, I know, people close to you obviously um, were with you during this time and, and are familiar with what happened. But for us and our listeners, this will be the first time. So, you battled with an illness, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, can you talk to us about what it was and what the whole experience was like? Yeah. So I had a severe necrotizing pancreatitis. Um, basically, half of my pancreas had died um so they had to go in uh very unexpectedly and remove most of it Dang. um which put me in a medically induced coma for a couple months um was an entirety of an eight-month hospital stay um mm. and that's including kind of the rehabilitation stint where i had to relearn how to walk and everything had a yeah ventilator in so i couldn't speak for a grand majority of that time when i was back on where mm -hmm. after they had kind of woken me up from the coma which i don't even really you know remember waking up specifically i remember like you know months later when i had kind of like actually come to mm -hmm. um so yeah i had to relearn basically everything relearn how to walk i couldn't get up a single a single step i couldn't get up when i first was like starting to walk like, actually so bad from laying so long like everything atrophies and everything mm -hmm. and uh 
you know, the first time they go to actually even sit you up just in the bed, like you get lightheaded. Yeah. And like I passed out. And that was, yeah, that was, uh, you know, it took days to get over just that to the point where I was actually able to sit up at my bed, stand up with a walker. And then in the rehab spot, like, you know, we're talking, you know, probably less than a hundred yards from where I was to the gym where we had to do the trainings and stuff like that, where they had the bars all set up for me and everything. Um, Like the first day of that, you know, I made it you know, to the end of my hallway. I didn't even make it to the gym. Like, right. Like, just, I couldn't. Like, right. it was physically mm-hmm. exhausting. So, took a long time, man. It sucked. It was not a very fun time in life. Um, zero out of ten stars. Wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, did, I did get to skip a bunch of COVID, though. So, there like, you go. everybody was kind of at home isolated. I was just, you know, in a hospital bed the whole time. Yeah. So, well, what was it like not being able, like, to talk? frustrating yeah 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 Yeah, there's i mean there's a lot of things that you don't really there's no real good way to put them into like to articulate them um because you you just want to communicate you take communication for granted right it's just we're sitting here talking we've been talking yeah for this whole time you know Mm -hmm. we're having a whole conversation back and forth like now just imagine you were trying to have this conversation with me and i had no way of saying it back to you it's like yeah trust me my uh my best friend ended up with a traumatic brain injury and she had to relearn everything as well like right down she was 17 when the accident happened so she had to relearn everything as well and she would she'd get frustrated and like she would hit things like she would get pissed because she couldn't talk she couldn't communicate and it was just it's hard watching people go through it too. Yeah, I, I, you know, my parents. I mean, you know, more power to them. I mean, they were amazing through the whole thing. They, they were there for me on a regular basis, and you know, my parents were very aware of like when I would get frustrated, and they mm-hmm. would, you know, I tried getting my iPad in because I figured, you know, I'd be able to like, you know, work on that or something, or be right. able to use that. Mm-hmm. And apparently, like, I don't even really remember this. My mom was like, "Yeah, we had to take it away from you," and you were like, "Like, she could see, we could see you." We're very upset trying to tell us how mad you were, but like, you know, we, you know, it doesn't actually happen. There was, you know, it was just frustrating more than it was doing any good. So, like, we had to kind of take it away from you. So, yeah, they had to deal with a lot of that, but they were like patient enough. They made like these little boards. Like, I started out with, uh, you know, like the alphabet written out. Mm-hmm. Nice. I was pointing to letters and spelling out what I needed to at first because mm-hmm. I couldn't even write. Right. Uh, and then after a while, I got to the point where I could write stuff, and that made things a little bit easier. But, you know, I was still recovering from major surgery at that point, and there were still emergencies. I still had the thing called an inner cannular, which was, you know, kind of down in your uh, in your throat. Um, and that got plugged one time, time, and it felt, you know, like I was choking to death, essentially. Oh, oh shit. And I'm trying to m- communicate this to nurses by like literally writing i'm dying like i'm choking to death like you need to like in so it was it's a very difficult thing to try and get across to someone when you're panicking and you can't feel like you breathe because then you start yeah. panicking more and you know of course you're you know you're just getting tighter and that's yeah, scary so, bro yeah Absolutely. there were some real terrifying moments along the way you know it's just uh it changes your whole perspective on things it's something i don't think anybody should ever have to go through hopefully mm. um you know, again, it, it it wasn't any degree of fun, um, but out on the other side, it feels a lot different. You know, it's, you feel right. a different type of way about things, even things that still, you know, you still get frustrated about mm-hmm. certain things. But the whole perspective on what we're actually doing in life and what's important changes 
drastically. Yeah. Like it's just, it's important to spend time with friends and family. Enjoy your days. Enjoy every time you get to spend those times with family. Mm -hmm. Just do fun stuff. Like it's just nothing in that life is that serious. Yes, absolutely. I had to go to a customer once shortly after and, and she, you know, I had to kind of curb myself after this because she was upset. Uh, <laughs> she didn't have hot water. Mm. And, you know, I was in the hospital for seven months before yeah. I got to take a shower for the first time. Right. And I You're was telling like, me, lady. <laughs> I was like, that's not really a problem. You know? Like, <laughs> and, like, I Be felt, grateful. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, fortunately, for for better or worse, her husband was a doctor and I knew them fairly well. I had some conversations with the back and forth and, you know, we, she knew what I meant when I said it, but I was like, you know, I really got to kind of curb that type of behavior and yeah. take it back a little <laughs> bit because I can't be aggressively telling someone that they don't have real problems because, right, just yeah. because of what I experienced. So, But that's understandable, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. does show kind of like a level of, uh, some of the issues, some of the things that we just do take for granted every day and, and bitch and complain about, but um, if like can, sometimes they're real problems, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it the other thing about it, like, it's, it's funny because, like, it's, I guess not funny, but, like, the other thing is, like, it also makes you kind of reflect on the fact that, like, just because your problem isn't as severe doesn't make it not a problem. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, so it's like, it's not because a couple of people have, you know, have said, have mentioned stories about friends and family, which has been great. It's actually been kind of a nice thing because I've gotten to engage with people who have had friends who have had issues and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And, but then, you know, they always tend to go to this like place where they're like, but it wasn't as bad as what you went through. And I'm like, it's not a competition. No. If no. it was, I won. Besides point. Right. No, but jokingly, I'll, you know, kind yeah. of try and bring them back to it because it's not really about that. Yeah. But like the thing that like if anybody can learn anything from it is like just, you know, imagine the frustration of, you know, not being able to walk up one step. Like it's just, yeah. you know, stuff that you take for granted. And you see people who have these, you know, afflictions and things like that in the in the center I was in where I was doing my rehabilitation work. You know, there were people who were just never going to get that ability back. Like, mm -hmm. and that's like the same thing. My friend is probably one of them. Yeah. 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 And so. it's, it's tough. It's mm -hmm. such a difficult thing to deal with. It's, it's, you know, and you said 17. Yeah. Like she was 17 at the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a fun experience. Um, hopefully it made me into a better person these days. I'm not allowed to have any sugar, which kind of is a bummer, but you hey. know, that's not the worst thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, mm, could nah. be worse. <laughs> nah, your body will thank you for that. Yeah, probably in the long yeah. run. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. How long did it take you um, to be able to start gaining enough strength to be able to take those steps or to be able to walk? <clears throat> so it, I had the most amazing, if Emily and Kasha are listening to this, the people who rehabilitated me, the two nurses there, they were amazing. I think they probably will. Um, listen to this because we're still friends, which is oh, shout great. out. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they got me up every day moving and mm -hmm. walking around like mm -hmm. without fail. I mean, <laughs> it's what they get paid to do. So, right, <laughs> right. But, to, but um, so, some of those people do care in a sense more than others oh, for sure. 100%. And these two were rock stars. I mean, mm -hmm. they just like, you know, they just, they knew exactly how much they could push me because I'm one of those people like just, you know, as we were there, you know, I, I was laser focused, right? I had a purpose. I wanted to get, I wanted to get the fuck out of there. Like right. I didn't want to be yeah. there anymore. Like, mm -hmm. so 
there were things that were annoying and frustrating to deal with and they knew how much to push it and you know they would constantly be checking in with me they're like you know Mm -hmm. are you tired and i'm like i'm never going to tell you that i'm tired i'm like i'm just going to keep going until i fall down because if i fall down here you guys have to deal with it someone has to get (laughs) me back to my room it's really not my problem (laughs) right like it's just like but i'm gonna keep going so like if you guys notice something like you guys deal with this all the time so like if you guys notice something that's going wrong like just tell me that i need to relax but they did such a great job with that it took i you know, all in all, I'm just over a year being out and I'm just now to a point where I feel fairly confident. Like I don't, I don't really think about this stuff anymore, but it took a solid year before like walking upstairs and things like that wasn't a very conscious effort for me or something that I like Mm -hmm. really had to kind of focus on. I was able to do it, but like, even when I got out of the rehab facility, I had a cane for months. Yeah. Um, just because I was weak, you know, mm-hmm. it's just there was nothing to be done there. It's, yeah, that's so wild, bro. It's yeah. such a such a crazy story. You you said that um, it kind of came out of nowhere, unexpected. Yeah, yeah. I just <clears throat> I one day I was just I stopped eating. Um, I wasn't really feeling great. Um, I didn't really have any kind of symptoms of anything, and. Uh, you know, I went to my doctor after, like, probably longer than I should have. It was probably a couple of days because the first day, like, you don't eat something for a day and you're just like, eh, I just yeah, wasn't yeah. feeling that well, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then the second day, I'm like, ah, eh, you know, maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I got a flu or something like that. So, you know, you're like, I'll try some toast or something like that. And, you know, you get down half a piece of toast and you're like, oh, I'll be fine. And by day three, it's like worrisome. You're like, yeah, it's a little Shit. concerning. Like, I really Shit. need to have eaten something. And then you start to feel weak. So I saw my doctor, he gave me some anti-nausea medication. He was like, you know, see if this will help. I'm like, I'm not really feeling nauseous. I'm like, I just can't eat. It's a yeah. very weird feeling. Like, I just, I just can't make myself eat food. Um, and then he was like, all right, go get some blood work. So I did that. He called me that Sunday uh, as soon as the blood work got to him, apparently. And he was like, uh, like the Monopoly man. He's like, go directly to the hospital. Did not pass go. Did not collect $200. I yeah. was like, oh, you know, I can go tomorrow. And he's like. I'm calling you on uh, no, a... No, right yeah. now. <laughs> He's like, it's Sunday and it's I'm calling means. you. Like, dude, what do you think that means? He's like, if I thought I could wait till tomorrow during my regular office hours, don't you think that's what I would have done? And I'm like, huh? Yeah, good, good point. point. <laughs> so went to the hospital. Uh, they did a couple tests uh, locally at St. Luke's and they were like, yeah, this ain't us. And put Damn. me in an ambulance, took me down to the city. I was there for a couple weeks and then they came in the one night and we're like, yeah, we're going to put you in a coma. Huh? And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> you guys made that decision all by yourselves, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, you know, it's funny because I, you know, it, it, a lot of it is blur because they had me on medis- medication and stuff like that. So I don't, you know, I don't know entirely exactly, you know, how this all went down. It but of doesn't, course, it doesn't sound like you had a choice. <laughs> well, that was exactly like, I think like in my mind, because I'm this type of person who like takes, I always want to question something. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like when they came in, I was like, like, are we going to discuss this? Like, and then like four or five other doctors walk in who look like they're about to do some things. And I'm like, I guess not. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's not really optional. No, we don't not. do this for fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. Were you at all nervous? About- oh, I was terrified. Yeah. yeah it's, I, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, about yeah. being told to be. Yeah. You're be being put into a, a fucking coma. Like, yeah. That's exactly hell? it. Like it just, you don't like, you don't, the instant thought, of course, at that point, I think for most people, it was for me anyway. I don't necessarily know, 
but how other people experienced it. But I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to wake up. Like, you don't think you're going to wake up when someone tells you they're going to yeah. put you in a coma. Shut it's your like, brain down for it. however long. Right, like, yeah, we're just going to shut you down. I'm like, well, that's it, right? Then there's not Great. like... But, Just take the battery right out of the fucking car. Cool. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, I t- the good thing is I tell people I'm only half a year older than I was in like a car that you store in the garage. There you go. You That's know, they, fucking funny. Tossed me away for eight months, so I'm actually a half year younger. So, yeah. Yeah. Worked out pretty well. <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> Man, that's crazy though, bro. It's uh, definitely uh, an experience, a yeah. wild experience, right? Um, I'm sure, I mean... I mean, I I don't even know what was going on in your head during this whole process, but did you, was your main focus um, on getting better? Um, Or, I mean, you know, you're a rock star, bro. You you play the guitar. Did did you ever have any thoughts or, or you know, thinking like, shit, I'm I'm never going to be able to do that again? Yeah, that was actually so... There's a good majority of it that I don't, I just don't remember. Right. I mean, it's just you know even you know when I was when I was out of the coma, um, <clears throat> and they had me you know fairly drugged up, um, and whatever mix of medications and stuff like that. I don't really remember a good period of time. I remember like in and outs of like trying to communicate through the iPad and things like that, and I very much remember my hand would shake so bad as I was trying. That's why I couldn't write or anything like that. So I I. 100% remember and this is this is the weirdest thing because like I vividly remember wondering if I was going to play guitar again I couldn't walk yeah right like, <laughs> you were like how about the marms though <laughs> yeah I was like yo can I shred though like you know like it was just yeah it was it was I don't know why that was such like a, a prevalent thought for me it was just it, but it was legitimately a thing that I thought about more so than because I always like I, there was a you know, there was a part of me, and I guess this is maybe inspiring or good, hopefully. I don't know. I just, but there was always a part of me I was like, I'm getting up out of this bed. Like, it's just like I, you know, I didn't re, I think, I don't think I really realized how like atrophied my legs had become. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, once I'm done healing, once they're done with the wound and care and stuff like that, I'm like, I'm just going to get up and walk out of here, right? You yeah, know, I mean, no. like, yeah. yeah, right. That's, I, but that's just for some reason, like right. in my brain, I think that's what was going on where I was like, that's so why I was more worried about the guitar and even still like it was like more there than even talking for some reason. It was it was weird. It was it, I think a lot of it, you know, had to do with the fact that I was so heavily drugged and I wasn't really aware of things because yeah. the priority should not have been, you know, <laughs> learning sweet child of mine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not that's not number one on yeah. the list. I remember but. my friend, she had been put into the medically induced coma and uh at one point they had just pumped her so full of fluids and her skin was all puffed up and just filled with it and she was just, you know, and watch her come out of that. But one thing I always wanted to ask her that she still isn't um, there enough for me to ask her. While you were in the coma, do you dream? Or do you remember any dreams? So it's it, it's tough for me to say because I... I know you said that you were kind of, you know, so... Yeah, well, so I, I had dreams. Um, I actually, you know, it, not necessarily funny. I don't know. They know the story now, but... My parents, I thought they were getting divorced while I was in there. Like, I was convinced, like, that my dad was living with friends of our family. Like, it made no sense. (laughs) It was a dream that happened, but I think I was out of the coma at this point because at some point 
I had asked, my mom was like, is that why you kept asking if we were okay? Like, she was like, you were really concerned at one point. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, legitimately, like, I thought you guys, like, I thought something had gone terrible. And my parents are rock solid, right? I was right? about to say, like, still together today and Oh, everything? yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah. My parents, good. yeah, yeah. They're good. Like, they, they have a great relationship. So, it was very weird. But, like, <laughs> I, like, my dad was, like, in my mind living with friends of our families, not even just, like, their friend. Their friend's parents who live in Florida, but their house was here in New York somehow. Like, so it was like, but the they were on a beach in Florida still. Like, it was such a surreal, yeah. like, dream state. So, like, that stuff happened. There were a couple other instances of things I remember, but I don't remember whether I was actually, you know, I was so unaware that I don't know whether I was actually in the coma for those parts right. of it. Um, I think that I was yeah. at some point, but I can't say for sure. All right. That's a better. lot of people have asked that question. It's a, Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty common question people would get. Yeah. And it's a strange it's a strange thing. Good question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's a strange thing because it's I just I don't know. I'd be well, interested to find out people who had shorter experiences from like, you know, maybe being in a see, coma to recovery time. Yeah, hers was just about as long as yours. And I was just about to say, one thing I always said was, I just wonder where does one's mind go during that time, you know? So it's it's yeah, definitely, wish, it's a phenomenon I I an answer, of sorts, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I wish I had a better answer. I mean, I think it would be probably from somebody who, you know, maybe due to an accident or something had a coma and then, you know, came out and was had a shorter yeah, road to I recovery, mean, but... She slipped into one um, just from her accident, but they originally, they put her into a medically induced one to allow her brain to try to reduce swelling. So that's, yeah. But fun times. Yeah. 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 That's sarcasm. Don't worry, guys. (laughs) Yeah, well, you're a warrior in this game called Life, and your story is inspirational, bro. Absolutely. And... You know, we're thankful it's that you're still here. Stuff. Yeah, I, you know, it's I really, you know, as I talk to people about it, there was actually there was a guy who was across from me in the uh, in the rehab center, and one day we got to talking. I didn't really particularly care for his attitude because anytime any of the nurses would come in, he would just tell them how he couldn't do things, and you know, he's like, "I can't do that. That's not the way I work," and blah 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 and blah blah blah. I was getting out in a couple days, and he was like, "Yeah, I heard you're getting out," and I'm like, "Yeah," I'm like, you know. I just did what they told me to do. Like yeah. whether I thought I could or couldn't, like they're the professionals here. And like they're was, telling you to fucking try. <laughs> well, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I didn't want to like be down on the guy, but I was like also, you know, kind of trying to like drop some knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and I was like, <laughs> inspire, just, if you will. Yeah, and you know, and he he just he was like, yeah, I hear you, man, and I was like. Mm, no you don't I don't think you do but <laughs> <Good> like <luck. laughs> when I talk to people about this because I do fairly regularly people are very interested in it and as they should be it's a weird thing it's not something you run across every day but like I hope that like people just take the moment and think about it and like just you know you, you gotta work at these things <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, you can't just like just sit there it's never gonna work like this guy was just like he's probably still there like because he just wasn't willing to put in any time and effort right. to it like it's so. all about that aftercare and the rehabilitation after. Yeah, yeah. For sure. The positive mindset and the, the strength to, to keep going, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and you're a perfect example of it, bro. It's the right support system, too. The people around me, you know, it's my family, my friends. Like, it's just, I can't tell you how many friends of mine, you know, drove my parents back and forth to the city to mm-hmm. see me. Like, even if, when they couldn't see me, like, because I was only, there was only two hours a day that people could come visit me. Yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. So my friends would drive my mom to the city. Mm-hmm. My mom would see me for the two hours, and then they would drive her home. Like those, like friends and family were doing that on a regular basis. Like, and you can't do something like this without that. So right, right. that's love. Shout out to everybody. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Support yeah. system. So last few questions before we let you go, bro. Yeah. Um, let's shift it back a little to the music. Cool. All right? Yeah. I love so, it. give us three musical artists you're currently listening to. Uh, so I just did, let's see, I'm listening to right now, the new cave um, that just came out this week. Uh, I can't decide whether it's good or not. I like it personally. Um, that's a band that I would recommend that everybody go and listen to. They're pretty cool. Um, I've been listening to a lot of knock loose, which is super heavy, chuggy music. Um, and then if you want a recommendation for something kind of a little bit lighter, I've been listening to this group called foxing um and they're pretty good too aside from that i'm gonna give you some bonus <laughs> local bands you should be listening to yeah plug them up there's a band called hudson those guys are awesome uh there's a band called healthy scratch locally those guys are also awesome my cousin has a band called with the punches they are releasing an album on the 27th they are back after a 10-year hiatus. Oh, shit. If you like pop punk, Newfound Glory, like they're right up that alley. Those oh, guys, yeah? they're awesome. They're playing a series of shows coming up. That's It's going to be fun. Actually, the Hudson is playing with them. Um, locally, the, my boys in Junket, they are great. Go listen to them. We've been playing a bunch of shows with them. St. Wade Vincent, most recently, um, we played with... Um, that band Kingston Kane that I had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. These are all bands that are locally, obviously my bands, you know, too. You can listen, I'll plug them at the end. But mm-hmm. um, go listen to all those bands. Find local bands, support local bands. If there's people playing local original music, go out and see it. Like it's just it's fun to be in that environment. Like even yeah. if you don't know the songs, just go out and hang out, check out the bands. Jam, vibe. Yeah, buy some of their merch. Like most of them do it for such it, you know, we don't get paid anything to do this. So um, those are a couple of local bands that I really highly recommend everybody go check out. They're super fun. Nice. Support local awesome. music. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Lastly, real quick, Rob, how do you want the world to remember you, Robert Mahoney? Ooh. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good I, answer. Just actually, you know, actually, it's funny. It, <laughs> this is kind of a weird thing it's it's a great question because so my friend dustin uh who is in the band with the punches uh someone asked him like what they thought i was doing right now Uh, my nickname is the beast and so my friend said what do you think the beast is doing they were doing like an ask me anything on there and of course he knows you know we're friends Mm -hmm. and he goes you know i like to think he's out there doing good for somebody doing something good in the world and i was like yeah that's really touching and awesome like so uh, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, just if people just remember me as a genuinely good, fun person, that's that's enough for me. And then if I get known for playing guitar and writing music and people like my songs and listen to them, that's even, that's icing. That's even better. There you go. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, you're super talented. You got a hell of a story. Uh, thank you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You're welcome. Sarah, anything else? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered it all. All right. Cool. All right, Rob. Thanks so much for coming on. It's all relative. You yes, know, we greatly you appreciate it. Yeah, it's thank awesome. You. Thank you. 
Um, anyone or anything that you want to plug or shout out? Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow uh, my band on Instagram, that's probably the best spot to follow us. It's Rubik's Music, R-U-B-I-X-X Music on Instagram. You can follow me at Robert Zerby, and Zerby is Z as in zebra, E-R-B-E. Um, and I do a lot of promotion for that band and a couple other bands that I kind of am working with. So, uh, yeah, those are really it. That's where I'm at. I'm too old for TikTok, so I think, uh, Instagram is probably the best spot to find me. Nice. Um, you guys got any shows coming up? Nothing booked right now, actually. Okay. Um, we had a show that was supposed to come up next weekend, but it kind of fell through. I'm not exactly what the reasons are, but um, if you keep an eye on that, we've got we've got a show coming up at Tapped in Middletown. I don't remember off the top of my head. It's probably still a month or so away. Okay. But if you follow us, Rubik's Music on Instagram, or if you follow me, Robert Zerby, um, we, we post about them as they're coming up. Those are the awesome. best spots to, to find out when our dates are coming up. All right. Nice. Come out and see us. Buy our merch. we got a Game Boy sticker. <laughs> yeah super dope um sarah you want to hit them with your social uh yeah absolutely my instagram is sarah with two h's underscore molnar with two r's and molnar is m-o-l-n-a-r and my tiktok tick wow words tiktok is sarah j molnar all right and you guys can always find me at josh underscore toe three that is my instagram and my facebook is joshua toth um the message option on anchor um use it Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Talk At, to us. Let us know feedback, what you would like to hear, what yeah. your favorite episodes are, stuff like that. We want to know. That's right. There's an audio option menu. Just click the button and you can leave an audio message. We'll play it back on the next episode. So you will be, you'll hear yourself live. You'll be on the next episode. And if it's a question, we'll answer it. Uh, like Sarah had mentioned, if it's a shout out, whatever. Use use the uh, Use the audio. Um, big shout out to Stellar Sound and Media and our editor, Jackson Wallace. Um, also, real quick, uh, I want to shout out a YouTuber, I guess, called Leon. That's his name. He Leon. He sent us a, a message or a comment on one of our episodes through... Um, through YouTube. Okay. Um, I believe it was a positive thing because the emojis and whatnot were all good. But like, my, <laughs> ma- my man, if you want to expand a little on what you were saying, yeah, that'd be we're good. We it. need we need some words. <laughs> I tried to press the translation button and whatnot, and that shit was still the same. So, all right. Well, shout out to him. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, Sarah, you want to remind everyone where they can find us at? Yeah, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, and Google. And we are still working on that Twitter account. Uh, just stay tuned for that. All right. That's a wrap. Rob, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. This was super Absolutely. fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone. Stay safe. Stay kind. Stay proud and powerful. And we'll see everyone soon. Peace. Peace out.